Isaiah 2, 1 to 5. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the later days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it, and many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords in plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. May God bless the reading of, his, of the word. I'd like to invite Pastor Pat now to share today's message. Good morning, Crossbridge family. As we step into this sacred season of Advent, Let's embrace it as the ultimate countdown to the most significant fulfillment of prophecy ever. Advent, in its essence, is a time of eager anticipation and profound reflection. It's a period when the air is thick with the promise of divine fulfillment. In our particular setting of our Chinese Heritage Church, Advent takes on a special significance. It's a time when we consider our diverse cultural heritage with our deep-rooted Christian faith. This blend creates a unique experience of worship and celebration, where traditional Christian practices meet the nuances of spirituality and community, making Advent not just a religious observation, observance, but a personal and a communal journey. This season calls for a posture of humility and openness, much like preparing for the arrival of a beloved, honored guest. We are invited to show, slow down, to reflect inwardly, and to warm our faith around the birth of Christ. Our attitude should be one of quiet expectation and of joyful anticipation, looking forward to the fulfillment of God's promises with hope. In this special season, we have the chance to direct our attention to the profound imperatives of Sabbath culture within this Advent framework. Stop, rest, delight, and worship. Stop invites us to pause our daily routines creating space to reflect on the profound mystery of the incarnation. Rest guides us to find tranquility and peace in God's narrative. Delight encourages us to celebrate the joy and wonder of the season and worship. Worship calls us to express our gratitude and love for God's ultimate gift 
of Jesus. So in our upcoming Advent sermons, we will explore these themes further. The gift of hope with stop. Here we're invited to embrace hopeful anticipation, pausing to ponder the profound hope Christ's birth brings. Gift of peace with rest. This sermon will focus on finding tranquility and peace in God's presence. The gift of joy with delight. We will celebrate the joy found in Christ's coming and the gift of love with worship. This sermon calls us to honor God's ultimate gift of love. And in today's first sermon, the gift of hope, which correlates with this theme of ceasing in Sabbath culture, draws from the vision of peace and justice found in Isaiah's words. It invites us to pause and reflect on the hope that is Christ's coming and what it brings, a hope that transcends our understanding and invites us to live in a way that honors God, divine vision. So now let's move and dive into how Isaiah's vision inspires us to cease from despair and embrace this profound love he off, hope he offers. And as we proceed through this sermon series, remember that we're not just passive listeners, but we are active participants applying these truths in our daily journey of faith. So with open hearts and minds, let's embrace this Advent journey ready for transformation. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we open your word, open our hearts to your way and our minds to your truth. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. So in Isaiah 2, verses 1 to 2, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to be referencing uh, the Bible in the New Living Translation, though many of us are using the ESV. Uh, we find a, close, uh, find a call to cease despair, and we embrace hope, a fitting start to our Advent journey. In Isaiah's vision presented here in verse 2, we find a powerful image. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. People from all nations will stream there to worship. This isn't just about a place, is it? It's really about the time of the Messiah, something that scholars like Abraham Ibn Ezra talked about a long time ago. But even more, it shows us how Jesus Christ brings people together. He's the living word, God's message to us, and he invites everyone, no matter where they're from, to join in worship. Through Jesus, this old prophecy comes to life, showing us how to live in unity and follow God's plan. This message aligns beautifully with the Sabbath culture that we seek to establish here at Crossbridge. The Sabbath is more than a day of rest. It's also a day for practicing a spiritual discipline of stopping and ceasing. It's about pausing our usual routines, our worries, and plans. At Advent, it's the opportunity to create the space to embrace hope. In ceasing, we begin to, to resolve that despair that so many of us feel right there in the pits of our stomachs. 
ceasing stops those practices that, that continue to push that knot deeper into our stomachs. Ceasing enables that dread to travel that important 10 inches up into our hearts where it can transform into hope. For our youth and our young adults, this might mean stepping back from the pressures of deadlines, school, social media, peer pressure, and finding space to discover the hope that God offers through Jesus. It's about recognizing that true contentment and direction comes not from worldly achievements, but from aligning with God's purpose for your life. For married couples and families, observing the Sabbath as a time of ceasing offers a unique opportunity. It's a chance to put aside that daily grind and focus on the hope and the peace that Jesus brings into your relationships. Like we read in Proverbs 3, 6, Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. This is about reorienting your lives, your family, around the values and the hope that Jesus exemplifies. In today's uncertain world, Isaiah's vision directs us away from despair, anchoring our hope in Jesus. Embracing this hope unites us in God's eternal plan. Isaiah not only shows Jesus as the promise fulfilled, but invites us to Sabbath-like pause. Let's embrace this Advent time to realign with the hope and the peace of Jesus, anticipating renewal and transformation, navigating from despair to hope. And so now we'll turn our attention to how Isaiah's vision leads us to cease conflicts and envision a hopeful, unified future in Christ. Isaiah 2, verses 3 to 4. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. Can we envision that future? These words from Isaiah are not mere history, but are echoed also in other prophets in Zechariah 8.20, pointing towards a future where the Messiah brings together all peoples in unity. This roadmap guides us from conflict to a time of learning and peace under Christ's reign. Just as Isaiah foresaw nations turning to God, we are invited to turn towards Christ's teachings in our daily lives. Think about it. Isaiah, way ahead of his time, saw a future where Jesus' message would turn everything upside down. Instead of being stuck in these endless battles and arguments, he saw a world where people would come together, eager to learn from God and live in peace. Is this not relevant for us? Whether we're in school, starting our careers, 
are raising families, for our young people facing this intense pressure of excelling at everything, whether it's getting the highest marks, winning competitions, or being great at everything. Remember that Isaiah's vision of peace and collaboration, instead of always trying to be on top, consider the value of teamwork and mutual support. How about joining or initiating a, a community project where success isn't about outdoing one another, but about achieving some common goal? Or forming a study group where the aim isn't just getting the best grades, but about truly understanding that material and helping one another. In your social circles, challenge the norm of competition. I know that can be hard for us, but encourage and celebrate each other's strengths. This isn't about lowering your standards, but it's about redefining success in ways that align with God's path of cooperation and respect. And for those beginning with careers or establishing relationships, consider defining success not just by your job title or by how much you make, but about the quality of your relationships and the way you impact others. Seek environments that value collaboration and ethical practices. And in your relationships, prioritize understanding and mutual respect over personal gain. To the families among us, these verses offer a guide for how to live at home. It's like saying, turn the arguments into opportunities to understand each other better. Why waste a crisis? It means creating a home where everyone solves problems peacefully, respecting one another, supporting one another. Now, what does all this mean practically? So, let, let me just say on a personal level, this requires humility, recognizing we don't have all the answers and that we can learn so much from God. This humility is key to stop trying to control everything and instead walk a path of understanding and peace. And together, we need to think about how we either add to the arguments and conflicts around us or help to bring calm and peace. We've got to make choices that show we are serious about living like Jesus taught in a world where understanding God's ways leads to living peacefully with one another. As Advent guides us towards Christmas, let's embody Isaiah's vision of learning and transformation in every action, whether it's releasing a grudge. Can we do that? Listening with an open heart or choosing kindness over harshness. We paint a vivid picture of hope and peace. This isn't just about counting down to Christmas. It's about preparing our hearts and our minds for Jesus' return, embracing the teachings that foster peace and unity. Let's commit to shedding our conflicts and living humbly under God's plan, actively showing the world God's love by our lives. Our journey 
now takes us further to I, in Isaiah 2, shifting from ceasing conflicts to embracing obedience. Let's focus on ceasing, and not just in terms of disobedience, but also in letting go of distractions that hinder our Sabbath blessings. Consider Mary and Martha's story in Luke chapter 10. Martha was busy with many tasks, embodying service and hospitality, things that we all relate with here. Yet Mary chose to cease her activities and sit at Jesus' feet, embodying attentive listening and spiritual focus. Jesus affirmed Mary's choice reminding us that ceasing to be busy and choosing to focus on spiritual nourishment is essential. In doing so, we make room to fully embody the hope that Advent brings. Each decision to let go, whether it's a harmful habit or perhaps some extraordinary commitment, paves the way for a deeper appreciation and experience of God's hope. Embodying hope involves actively seeking moments of prayer, meditation, and engagement with Scripture, allowing these practices to transform our inner state and reflect in our daily actions. Isaiah's words call out, guiding us to live in humility, unity, and peace, actively demonstrating God's love. Now, I want to turn our attentions and consider a young man in our community. I'm not going to name him, but he's lonely and he's worn out by the demands of our modern life. He's wrestling with unanswered prayers and deliverance from temptation and sin. This individual yearns, from guidance, yearns for, guard, for guidance in the light of the Lord, seeking Christ's peace and power to overcome that turmoil. Likewise, consider a youth caught in a never-ending cycle of temptation and sin, feeling powerless to resist that temptation. So let us as a community to reach out to the youth, offering guidance, understanding, and a safe context to discuss their struggles. In, by this way, we are mirroring what's happening in our passage between the Gentiles and the Jews. For them, walking in the Lord's light means ceasing their harmful actions and finding hope and strength in God's truths. Paul's journey, as we, as we have known in Acts chapter 9, is a powerful testament to this. He was once a persecutor of Christians. Paul's encounter with Christ led him to cease his harmful behavior and embody a life of hope, and thereby being able to spread the gospel to those whom he once sought to destroy. His transformation exemplifies the radical shift from living in disobedience to walking in the light of the Lord. But it's not just about stopping the wrongdoing. It's also about pausing the relentless pursuit of even good things. To truly experience the rest and the hope of God offers in this season, we have to consider the many good things that we do. Consider if your commitments align with God's purpose for you. Ask yourself, does this activity bring me closer to God? Or does it drain me of the energy and time that's needed for spiritual growth? 
too much of a good thing is not good. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5, we read, Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The message is not just a call to cease disobedience, but also an invitation to slow down, to cease our relentless business, even of good deeds, to become restored through Sabbath-keeping. This verse invites us to a balanced life where ceasing certain activities, even beneficial ones, help us to more fully embody the hope and peace of God. In Isaiah's teachings, we hear, we see this lesson. Discovering unity and hope by walking in the light of the Lord. Embodying this hope means viewing our commitments through God's eyes. This means nurturing hope with practices that matter, including the intentional pause in certain activities, even good ones, that may leave us feeling overwhelmed. It's about making room to embody the spiritual renewal that God provides. Pleasing God is not simply serving nonstop, but God delights when we balance service and thoughtful ceasing or stopping. But how do we find this balance between ceasing and body? To walk in God's light means making choices that align with His will, which sometimes involves ceasing activities while good may be impeding our spiritual growth. It's about showing love and building a community that reflects Christ's hope and peace. But it begins, as I've said, with humility and acknowledging what? Our personal limits. Please remember that Christians are to be like Christ, but we are never called to be or to replace Christ. Respecting where your efforts end and where God's rule begins creates this space to rest, reconnect, and grow in Christ. John the Baptist was not upset when he was stepping back, explaining that Christ, not John, must be glorified, rather than being concerned about doing it all. Can we be happy when we give room to God to be praised for the ways that he provides. Preparing for Christmas, let's commit to a life in God's light, setting aside those things that are self-centered goals and excess commitments for a life in his spirit and truth. Let this rule of life show the transformative power of God's light and rest. Embracing this journey in God's light, let's support one another in balancing ceasing and embodying hope. Join a small group for encouragement. You're going to hear more about this in the coming month. Together, let's demonstrate God's love and grace in our actions and rests, blessed as we walk in His light. So now we are in the season of Christmas. Let's fully engage in stopping and reflecting and aligning our hearts with God's plan. It's time to transform our despair into hope, our conflicts into peace, and a routine of life into hope. Think about it like this. When we take a break from worrying and stressing, we open up space for hope to grow. It's like hitting that important pause button in life. 
and to remember that in Jesus we have a reason to be hopeful. Advent is the perfect time for this, as we wait excitedly for the celebration of Jesus' birth and what that means for us. Then there's the whole deal with the conflicts. It's about turning our arguments into chances for understanding and peace. In our families, our work, in our thoughts, let's aim for peace rather than winning that next argument. It's what Jesus would want, don't you know? And it's so much better when we help each other with this in our church family in, or in our small groups. And we can't forget about walking away from the wrong stuff we do and really living out hope that Jesus shows us. It's more than just avoiding those bad choices. It's about making good ones that show Jesus' love to the world. Every kind word that we say, every patient moment that we create, every bit of truth we live out, that's us showing Jesus' hope in action. And as we do all this, let's remember it's not about us being perfect or doing everything. It's about letting Jesus work through us, just like in that song that we love, yet not I, but Christ in me. It's his power, his love, his hope shining through our everyday lives. That's the real, real of Advent, letting Jesus be the hope in us, showing his love and grace to those around us. May our journey this season be filled with his light, guiding us to live out this incredible hope. Please join me in prayer. Lord, may your words of hope and peace dwell in us. Guide our steps in your grace and provide for our journey through Advent. In Jesus' name, amen.